Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hello, I'm Prompt, and you're listening to the Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, Kyla, can you open us up in prayer? Yes, I can. In your name, Lord Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for being in our midst, God, and we welcome you to move and flow through us, in and through us, God. We thank you for our listeners and our partners, God, that you continually to so you continue to supply more, God, and that you bless them and you keep them, God. We thank you for everyone that you've placed in our lives, God, and we just thank you in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome. I'm, uh, I don't know about everyone else, but I'm excited to continue this study in Romans. Mm-hmm. So, um, with that, we are. When are you not excited to study God's Word? I mean, I, that's a compliment. There's so. never, uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> always excited. To I mean, like, when is anybody in this house not ready to study <laughs> the Word? Right? Oh, man, I, it's definitely a joy. Like, studying it, talking about it, discussing it. Oh, man, like. I I look forward to the, to those those there, times. There's life and joy Man, and peace in the Word, and you don't have to understand it all to experience that part of it. You just have to be in it and be willing to let the Holy Spirit teach you as as we go. And that's you know the uh, I'll say the whole purpose of this study. All right, we're we're all learning. We're all growing together mm-hmm. If, mm-hmm. in the Lord, of course. So mm-hmm. so let's get to the Word, shall we? Okay. Can I get a volunteer to read Romans two? From verses 12 through 20, please. Yes, I will. All right, Layla. Let's hear it. For as many as have sinned without law will also perish without law, and as many as have sinned in the law will be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law, these are although not having the law, are a law to themselves, who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves, their thoughts accusing them, or else excusing them. And the day when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Indeed, you are called a Jew, and rest on the law, and make your boast in God, and know his will, and approve the things that are excellent, being instructed out of the law, and are confident that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, having the form of knowledge and truth in the law. Amen. Amen. So open the floor up to everyone to share with the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you and ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I do. All right, Layla. I found it interesting how Paul had talked about um, justification and how sometimes as human beings we look at the works. How many good works did you do this week or how many did you not do? And we get caught up on the physical act and we um sometimes fail to look at the motives and the intentions of doing said action um 
as an example with Ananias and Sapphira, their acts looked like they had given all the money to the poor and to the church like they said they did, but intention in their intentions and in their heart, their motives was to um, lie and hide some of the money for themselves and then try to trick the Holy Spirit and go, well, we, we did what we said we would do in actuality, they did not. And so we get... Um, caught up in trying to justify ourselves with good works and the things that we've done well um i've helped uh, the elderly cross the street or something like that i'm gonna make it to heaven i'm a good person not necessarily it depends on what you were doing that for um the pharisees they um, make the show of the display when they're fasting they make themselves look all gaunt and skinny so they get the reward from humans not to actually glorify the lord and then we take another look at um heritage and heredity how some people go well i'm a jew i'm automatically making it to heaven not necessarily or i'm a gentile i'm not making it to heaven not necessarily either mommy you pointed out um yesterday that abraham was not a jew in the flesh he was a chaldean a babylonian that is not a jew (laughs) Mm-hmm. And how God, because he believed God, God accounted it to him for righteousness. And now he's the father of many nations because of that. So it's not just our actions that God looks at clearly. He looks at the heart, <coughs> he, the, the spirit, the word. It div- it divides asunder both the body, the spirit, and the soul. And God sees that um, the inward man, who you really are on the inside. And so... Um, just kind of an encouragement don't get caught up on your works per se and going oh i haven't done enough good works or charitable deeds this week now i've really messed up because that's not what god is looking for he wants your heart your inward man your true yes while your lips may be saying no and you're shaking your head he knows when you're saying yes to him and he knows the truth so um sometimes that can be a little bit difficult to deal with like um sometimes just dealing with my own family um looking at outward appearances i may feel bad about something because i haven't done it right whether they were truly making a face or not is neither here nor there and um just remembering that it's not always about outward appearances they often mask the truth used as a facade um what is they faces appearances things that people do or may say they can mask the truth or what they're really feeling on the inside so just important not to get caught up on that okay thank you sweetheart thank you oh you're welcome anyone else Uh, one second. Well, you're collecting your thoughts, sir. Does anyone else have something they want to share? Okay. One second, just...
One second, I just have to find what I was just looking at. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go one second, one second. You were collecting your thoughts. Right. So, so I'll, I'll say this, right? Of course, this builds upon what we've been covering this week, right? Yes. Or the past couple lessons here. And it amplifies or should amplify exactly what we've been talking about, how even people that don't know or have or understand the law and by the law, I mean what the Lord has commanded and is speaking to, well, really to the world. Mm-hmm. First and foremost to believers, to Christians, those that would call on the Lord and say they are followers of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? Applies to them first, us first. Not to exclude myself here. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. It applies to me first. That's right. And everyone else that shares in the like faith. But it says for even for those that don't have it, that didn't grow up in it, that they're also without excuse. Because even some of the actions that they do, right? Yes. Those are also a law to themselves. So they're still abiding by it, right? That's verse 15. 14, excuse me. And in 15... It says, uh, those who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience bearing witness. So, so in other words, it, it echoes exactly what we already said and what, what you have heard me say about even infants. No one had to teach them how to lie or how to steal or to steal and then lie about it. And then that, that it's wrong, Right. Yes. They did it, and they know immediately, which is why then they, after they've taken the cookie, which they shouldn't have, right? <laughs> and then, then they, they try to pawn it off and go, I got a cookie for you, right? It's for you. Right? It wasn't for me, even though I was just about to to chow down on it, <laughs> right? Yes. Any, anybody ever seen that, experienced it? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, repeatedly, yes. <laughs> right? And what is that? It's a lie, really, when it comes down to it. To cover up the initial thing of stealing the cookie that they shouldn't have had in the first place. Right? Yes. So you're seeing the conviction right there. The law was already written on each and every heart. Right? And we talked about that already. But it's being repeated or amplified here. How from, I'll say, birth, We've already had the Lord write this on the tablet of our hearts that we should know what to do. Right from wrong. Holy from the profane. It all comes down to us and the choice of who we are going to listen to. The Lord, our Heavenly Father, or the evil one, Satan, the adversary. Which one will we trust? But this first section here, 12 through 16, there is a, it's very clear that we're without excuse, right? Yes. But also the Lord says there's no partiality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how can there be? Yes. So we talked about how the Lord chose the people of Israel as his chosen people. 
but he put the law in everyone's heart. Right? That's what this is saying here. So, again, this isn't to condemn us. It's to help us make the choice. Choose the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then I've got an interesting um, thing here on the section of Scripture. Paul makes this very interesting statement. As he says how um, their thoughts accuse or else excusing them. Mm-hmm. Then in verse 16, In the day when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ, and here's the interesting part, according to my gospel. It's a very interesting statement. And, and as I read that, I was reminded of um, this this video I saw um, where Jesse Duplantis was talked about how he was called up to heaven. Mm-hmm. And, you know, was describing all the the sights and the sounds and, and people he got to talk with. And he, he, he said how he saw Paul. And Paul asked him if they were still reading his gospel. And I was like... It's interesting, and you could take that a number of different ways, right? I'm not saying that Romans is Paul's gospel, right? Because, like I said, there's a number of different ways you can look at that. You can look at it in the sense of all the words and all the letters that he wrote as being his gospel. But then he also says in his letters that it was his life being lived out, right? You are our letters. You are our our testimony, if you will, being written out and lived out before people. And, of course, what Paul wrote was all revealed, breathed out by the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and was all in that revelation, was all backed up and supported with all the writings from the prophets mm-hmm. and the Old Testament. And... So there's the foundation that was laid. And yes, the foundation is Christ, but it's Christ and his word given throughout the entirety of Scripture up to this point. Mm-hmm. So just an interesting, you know, uh, thing that the Lord, you know, reminded me of. And um, I just want to share with you all. Mm, thank you, honey. So. Thank you. So for the, the two that have there, or we're looking up something. I promise we'll start with you. Did you find it, sir? Yes. Okay. So, please share. First, I wanted to go to Acts 10, verse, sorry, chapter 10, verse 24. Which verse, sir? Verse 24. 24. And it says, And the following day they entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them, and he called together his relatives and close friends. Tell us the thought of what you wanted to say. Maybe we can help you find it, sweetheart. No, I just lost my piece in Romans. Oh, okay. Okay.
Alright, so I want, I want to build on what Lilo's talking about in verse 16 where it says, In the day when God will judge the secret, that when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. And Lilo showed me that first actually. He reminded me of usually when, so occasionally I try to pull the rules inside of a house, let's say, like that gave the example of stealing cookies. I see someone going and saying, Lily, you shouldn't go do that. But then Lily turns around and sees I have a cookie inside my hand. <laughs> so. Hopefully that's not the case. <laughs> yes. <laughs> way too old for that. <laughs> Goodness gracious. But anyway, continue, sir. And that majority, some of the times that we say, you shouldn't be doing that, we end up doing the same exact thing and how we should be always aware of not doing the same exact thing that the other person, that you're saying don't do. So are you saying it's okay if I sin, but I, if I tweak it a little bit and make it slightly different, that's okay? No. As long as it's not exactly the same? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that if you know it's wrong, don't do it. If you see, say, all right, so-and-so, don't do this. But you're over here doing the same exact thing. But does that extend to all sin? Because now you know that all of it's wrong? Yes. Great. I'm glad you said that. Mm -hmm. No, I'm just joking. I am. But I'm good. It's, It's good to understand that it's not about how it looks on the outside. Sin is sin, right? Yes. And the Lord does not want us to do those things that we know are contrary to him. So whether your sister happens to be doing it or anybody else is doing it at the moment, God wants us to be accountable to him so that our conscience does not condemn us. Right. So that way we are glorifying and honoring God, whether anybody comes and says this is right or wrong to us or not. We should not be doing it. Uh Doesn't matter if anybody else is sinning in exactly the same way. That's really, I'll say neither here nor there, but don't sin. Avoid it as much as depends on you. And then that brings us back to the other thing that we've been discussing or another aspect of this that we've been discussing, right? Which is examining or judging ourselves, right? Yes. In the end of chapter one, Paul lists out on a number of different things that he's saying you shouldn't do. Right? Mm. These are the things of the world. Therefore, I was like, get them up under control, which is to say, uproot them from your life, replace it with truth, and that way others can see Christ in your life. Mm-hmm. Not right? suppress them. Exactly. Don't, don't bottle it in and just try to cover it up with the rug and, you nope. know, sweep the dirt up, you know, put the bones in the closet. Don't cover it up. Don't suppress it. But pull exactly. it up and put the truth of God's word on the inside of you. That's it. And and don't judge others for it when you're doing the same things. Right? Then yes. didn't yes. Christ say the same something very similar, although in a different manner. Right? He says, You strain out a gnat and then swallow a camel. You remove the speck out of someone else's eye, but leave the log in your own. Mm-hmm. Like so in other words, uh, it, it could be easy easy easier said. Uh, yes more easily more easily thank you <laughs> okay. i was like oh that's that's not quite right but yes, <laughs> okay the lord knows he does. that's why i have him to help me amen so 
practice what you preach. Yeah. Yes. Everyone's heard that expression. Yes, it's a natural expression. Right. But it takes away the hypocrisy, which we shouldn't have anyway mm-hmm. in Christ. We should be living and doing exactly what it is that he's called us to do and to say and teach, which is him, which is his word or his word, which is him. People should see that evidence in our lives. Can we say practice what you read or what you've heard in the word? Uh, Yes. uh, And what he's speaking to you. Be a doer of the word, not just a hearer only. Exactly. Mm. Yes, brother. You know, just for me, one, one good filter is, is, um, how am I representing my family? Mm. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's been something that's been, um, you know, I love I love to use the word ruminate. You know, uh-huh. it's yes. one of my favorite words, especially <laughs> when we consider the things of the Lord. You know, it says meditate uh-huh. on His word. But so I, I I love it when, for whatever reason, something is shared to me. Ultimately, it's the Holy Spirit, right? And it's just like I just keep contemplating it. And I just like to ruminate, roll it over in my mind. What is God showing me with this? And He shows me so many things from it. You know, if you go to Genesis. Uh, Three and verse fifteen. You don't have to go there. I'm, I'm just in general. So it's, it's. I'll put enmity between you and the woman, between mm-hmm. your offspring and her offspring. He say I'll put enmity between the serpent Mm-mm. and her offspring. I'll put enmity between your offspring and her offspring. There's offspring. Mm-hmm. The world is full of that offspring or fruit, as it were. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm. I'm. I want to use offspring, right? So that you. Mm-hmm. you are you in the family of God or are you in the family of the enemy? Mm-hmm. Right? We there have been is. we have been mm-hmm. we have been um, through death raised out of that family Amen. into the family of Christ, right? We had to die to that, right? It was mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so that's you know, baptism of course symbolizes that. And also what does that look like? This week I was uh, I had to go to a house, we did a job in two thousand eighteen mm-hmm. and the um, customers perceived there's some problems. I didn't understand the depth of it. Uh, there was somebody there who looked at it and was making accusations and describing a situation that didn't even exist mm-hmm. to get the customer to spend money. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but oh. they were they were basically saying that whoever had done the work had done it improperly. Mm. And I'm having a conversation with them, and I said, "Look, look, wait." You know, they're like, "What's your guarantee?" And why is it not written down? And all this. I said, "Well, I said, my guarantee was what my guarantee was. We can pull the contracts out and do that." I said, "But you know, you have to understand something. We have a lifetime workmanship." guarantee and and i'm still not like connecting with them i said i was brought up to that my name meant something my father brought me up that our name meant something and i would never do anything to defame that name Mm -hmm. if we did something wrong i'll make it right i don't need a piece of paper to do that right Uh As, as 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 we look at what we're doing and how we're living our lives out are we living our lives out in such a manner that god is glorified by that Amen. So I don't have to go. I understand the law fully. I understand everything in the Bible fully. Um, um, you know, it, it is seared into our hearts, into our conscience, right? These these things, and they will come to our mind when needed to come to our mind. Yes, we should be in the Word. Yes, we should grow in understanding of the Word. Yes, but you you don't have to. You can be a babe in Christ, as it were, and these things are going to be evident to you, and even. If you're still of the offspring of the enemy, these things are still written in your heart, and you know. And you cannot escape those. Mm-hmm. And so you really just have to rightly judge yourself, as y'all keep saying. This is, look, what is really going on here? Where is this coming from? And is it coming from God's word that's written on my heart? God's truth is his, his ever-evident truth 
mm-hmm. that are irrefutable, mm-hmm. that I can just see, that I can just know? Mm-hmm. Or are they not? If they're not, uh, yeah. I mean, judge yourself. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Absolutely. Well, Charles, you had something you wanted to share, sir. Uh, yes. Wrong bookmark. Okay. Okay, it's verse. I found verse 12 interesting where it says, As many as have sinned without law will also perish without law, and as many as have sinned in the law will be judged by law. Verses, the Lord was showing me that what Paul is saying here is not that if you we're lawless when you're raised up you're going to be lawless your whole life but he's saying that if you make a constant habit of not following the law or not the ten commandments law but the law of yourself and how you govern yourself mommy says there's self-control you have your own law that you abide by you're saying i'm not going to go do this i'm not going to go do that you have your own law and paul is saying that you have to establish your own law. You can't be living a willy-nilly lifestyle and going off and doing whatever you want and expect to finally find um, strict guidelines on which you will say, okay, that's far enough. I'm going to stop there. Paul is basically saying if you're building up a habit for yourself now, you can expect that habit to still be there later unless the Lord changes you. If you continue to work in that way and that goal, is gonna happen it'd be like me trying to go through a forest i'm cutting down vegetation i can't expect myself to go east if i'm cutting west i won't suddenly find myself there okay hmm <clears throat> i see what you're saying um so you're so just uh for clarity right Yes. So, so what you're saying is, for those that, that don't believe in Christ, the Lord isn't going to sit here with the Ten Commandments and say you broke this one and that one and the right. Is that what you're saying? But they have developed, if you will, a form of godliness, a, a structure of set of morals and values that they live by, right? Yes. And that is what, in the judgment, people, those people, will be. Condemned by? Yes. Okay. What? What? That's accurate. Ezekiel 18. Let me get there myself. The Lord makes this... um, Specifically, it's verse 25, but you can see the entirety, uh, the similarity between what Paul is saying in this in the section of Scripture in Romans that we're reading and what the Lord is saying to Ezekiel here, right? Yes. In verses 18, uh, sorry, Ezekiel 18, verses 25 through 28, right? Yes. Um but especially verse 25. 
says, Yet you say, The way of the Lord is not fair. Hear now, O house of Israel, is it not my way which is fair, and your ways which are not fair? Right, and then he goes into, When a righteous man turns away from his righteousness, commits iniquity, and dies in it, it is because of the iniquity which he has done that he dies. Again, when a wicked man turns away from the wickedness which he committed, and does what is lawful and right, he preserves himself alive, because he considers and turns away from all the transgressions which he committed. He shall surely live, he shall not die. And then again in verse 29, right? Yet the house of Israel says, The way of the Lord is not fair. O house of Israel, is it not my ways which are fair, and your ways which are not fair? So you see that? Oh, read verse 30, honey. Oh. Uh, actually, can you read it? I just... Okay, it says, <laughs> I Therefore, I will judge you, O house of Israel, everyone according to his ways, mm-hmm. says the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions so that iniquity will not be your ruin. Exactly. You see the same premise here in Romans, which Paul is writing about, was already stated in Ezekiel, and it was the Lord speaking. And and making it very clear. Look, my ways are fair. Your ways are not. They're they flip flop, right? Because is that not human nature? It, it keeps changing to make the the situation more um, beneficial for us. It's like the one yes. who sets rules to a game, but when they find that they're losing, they change the rules in the middle of the game, kind of like that. <laughs> or like when you're. Doing 75 and a 55, and the cop pulls you over and gives you a ticket, and you're mad at him. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you, you knew what the law was. You made the decision mm-hmm. to operate outside of that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make the cop unjust because you got a ticket. It was your unrighteous deed mm-hmm. that brought justice upon you. The justice was always there. You know, some people say, well, how can a loving God do this? Well, how can a, a just God not do what he said he was going mm-hmm. to do? when he's made all these things clear to you and giving you choice and giving you mercy and grace, right? Mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. And even in how they set up the laws for themselves, even though they have a, a turning, always a twisting, turning pendulum, if you will, it, the, the standards are never consistent. God's like, even, even what you're doing condemns you. Even the standard that you set up exactly. that you're using to try to excuse yourself. No, no, no. It does not. It condemns you because you know what's right. You keep making this moving movement, you already know. And God is not tricked by our facial expressions. He's not tricked by our actions. He's not tricked by our tears. Because mm. I know folks that can turn it on like a faucet <laughs> and get away with murder and dry their eyes and sing skipping down the road. But that's what I was just going back to. What mm-hmm. family do they belong to? That's right. You know, it's it's... Gosh, it's like when people say, oh, but I think people are basically good. No, they're not. They're basically sinners apart from God, right? right? Mm-hmm. And they're basically of the family of the enemy and doing mm-hmm. all these things wrong. And, mm-hmm. you know, that goes back into spiritual warfare and us understanding what's happening every day around us, right? Mm-hmm. The enemy is seeking to take ground every day from our lives. Mm-hmm. We can't be neutral about that. And we're That's all right. susceptible to this if we let our guard down mm-hmm. to do that. Why we need each other? That's why we need Bible study like this. I mean, but it's it's real. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when we fool ourselves, you know, 
it begins with just listening to flesh, I think, a lot of times. Yeah, but when we fool ourselves, we end up in these places so far away from God. Mm. And then, then act like God's crazy because he wants to bring his justice, right? Because right? he's just. Or like you said, or somebody, we get caught. Well, it's not really my fault. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, I mean, yep. it doesn't work. That's not going to get you anywhere. That's right. You, in our, you know, what is it? Um, and everything will be laid bare. Is that, um, is that Galatians? Is that Galatians 4 or something like that? I think it is. Something is it something four twelve? I think it is. I but thought that might be. Huh? Um, I thought that was Hebrews. Everything. Whatever it is, but everything's everything. Everything is going to be him. laid bare. Yeah. It was a Hebrews four thirteen. But yeah. um, we're getting there. Uh, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and exposed before the eyes of Him. Whom we must give account. Amen. And like you brought Isaiah back in just a little while ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, man, when you're confronted with the Holy God, <laughs> it's like, whoa, it's me. Mm-hmm. Apart from the salvation that Christ brings, that we get to stand in his righteousness, whoa, is me. The, the closer or deeper in his presence you get. You, like I said, you become increasingly aware of how unrighteous in ourselves we are. Our righteousness only comes from Christ, right? Isaiah also says our righteousness is nothing but filthy rags. Um, it's not exactly the translation. I'll let you look that up on your own. But um, is we are the righteousness in Christ Jesus. That is the only way we can even think or be considered to have righteousness is in Christ. We cannot do it of our own. There's no way we could attain it, achieve it, and even the things that we do that we would consider to be righteous are nothing. Those are as filthy rags. Mm-hmm. So I would just encourage everyone to to remain in the Lord, to abide in Him. And in yes, to move closer and deeper in his presence. Yes, there is going to be, there are going to be times and, and that are, I'll say, uncomfortable. As you, as, oh, I'll say, as he reveals those things that don't reflect him and his nature and his character in our lives. But he reveals it because he intends to help us deal with those things, to uproot them, to become more like him. Excuse me more like his son jesus the christ you know the the word is a looking glass for us it's a mirror for mm-hmm. us to hold in front of our own faces to see if we look like god or not and when we find that we don't not to be um discouraged dis- discouraged and walk away because we don't look like him but to go okay god now i can see where i'm supposed to go I can understand that, mm-hmm. you know, and it may be a little bit at a time, a little bit at first, and then you, you grow and you grow, but we're not just left hopeless without aim or focus or knowledge of where we're supposed to be and what it looks like that Christ is asking us for, what pleases him, what makes him smile, what makes him happy. We don't, we're not left in the dark about that. And to look in the word and to behold, like, okay, Lord, you know, there have been times when I've looked in the word and said, ooh, that sounds like me. Malicious. Mm, strife. Mm, that, 
that sounds just like me. No, I didn't kill anyone, but I was deceitful. I was evil-minded. I sure did whisper and gossip. I mean, but to look at that doesn't break me. It doesn't steal from me. It doesn't rob me. But instead, it gives me a clear path of what God wants. If he's saying this is not what he wants and I can go, okay, then Lord, help me not to be a, a whisperer or a backbiter. Help me not to be a murderer. Help me not to be malicious. Help me not to be full of strife. And so, okay, I need to seek peace in my home. I need, the, I need to be the, the peace bringer, not the one who stirs it up and tears it apart. I need to be the honest one. Okay, God, I can understand that. I know what you want from me. It's not a, a mythical, cloudy, far off thing that nobody can ever pinpoint and articulate of what's good, what's right and what's wrong. But it's right here for me to look and go, Ooh, okay, my hair's a little messed up. All right. Yeah, I did say that bad word or I did want to run their car off the road when they cut me off. Okay, Lord, well, let's fix that up. And that's okay. And God loves us. And then the, you know, the scripture that you just read in Hebrews chapter four that uh, you referenced, Dean and sweetheart, you read to us to be laid naked and open in the eyes mm -hmm. of him that who we, before him, who we must give account. That's an honor. That's mm -hmm. a blessing. When you're on the right side of that, that means there's nothing more between you and him. That means you're back to the place that you started in the garden Absolutely. where we were naked before him and we weren't ashamed and naked before our brother and sister was Adam and Eve, but husband and wife and we weren't ashamed, but also they were naked before their heavenly father. That's who they hid from was God. And it was a side note about them hiding from each other, but to be naked and open and bare before God is a good thing. And the closer, the closer that we come to that, even as we are today to be exposed to him so God can go, Kamisha, I see this. Or John, I see that. Mm -hmm. Let me take it out of the way. That's one less thing between us. That, that keeps us from having the full fellowship that we want with him. That's one less thing that slows me down from hearing my father's voice when he needs to speak with me. Or I want to speak with him. The intimacy, the love, the um, oneness that we so desire. That's one less thing in our way. So that, that sounds good to me. <laughs> Right, exactly. That's why I, I want to encourage you. Allow him to reveal or to expose those things in your life. And let, allow him to help you deal with them. And by deal, I mean uproot and replace with him his word, Look which is Christ. It. Exactly. Cherish those times and those moments with him. That is the refining. That's what it looks like. And don't hide. <laughs> Amen. So we're going to pause there for today. And we'll resume here next time. But can I get someone to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, I just thank you for it. Today, I just thank you for helping me with everything and just pointing me inside the right direction and ju judging me inside of a just way and not giving favoritism to anybody else. And... Definitely not favoritism to myself and pushing, brushing the other people to the side. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. 
We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.